Unfiltered, unapologetic, real, raw and raunchy. This is the Unfiltered Talk Show Podcast with Kelsey and Taylor. Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Talk Show. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your host, Taylor. <laughs> Did you just move, Taylor? Because it sounded sound sound like sounded- a fart. <laughs> oh, no. I can't move the whole podcast. I literally just want to start this podcast off by saying that Taylor and I absolutely love all of the messages we're getting with the feedback. Yes. Like on it, on especially episode two. Episode two was definitely our killer. Like that was, that was sweet. And I'm really happy that people enjoyed it because the whole point of our talk show is just listening to us chat, get our opinions. Like, and I think a lot of people can relate to us and that's why they like it so much. And sometimes like for us, it probably feels like we're like that podcast was so unscripted. I mean, every podcast, like most we have is is just basically written down very simple, but like, we don't know yeah, where different we're going points with it. We want to hit during, yeah. but we just, yeah, it just goes and it flows. So it's, it's really nice yeah. to see when people actually write back and they're like, yo, like I love the vibe of you too. Yeah. Or seeing our picture of our, like our logo on Spotify and somebody's dashboard as they're driving down the highway. Like, yes, you guys. What? Take fucking screenshots of that. When it's on your Alexa or your dashboard, which yes, I've seen Taylor, your friend, that. tag us, please tag us. Because when I seen that today, Taylor, I was like, that is goals. Like what else? That, what else? Yeah. What Are else matters? Listening to us through their car stereo. What? Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so Taylor, I didn't tell Taylor this, so she's probably going to laugh. But if you guys don't realize our like short form of our show is well it's the unfiltered talk show so if you take each first letter from it it says toots so taylor how was your day before we introduce one of my amazing friends my day was all right it was a little challenging we've switched aria from a crib to a taller bed so she's an escape artist we actually uh, had a baby gate in front of her door so she can't get out of her room instead of right because she's the stairs are right beside her door right once so. you introduce one of my good friends alicia um we met back in timmins ontario and we actually met working together and it was quite the um what would you call it like because it wasn't really the best working environment but we definitely made it a great working environment so uh, everyone meet her. She is freaking awesome. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. This is like my first podcast, so this is so exciting. Guest on the show. Um, so I'm just gonna yeah. Make a this little is your down. first podcast, and this is our first guest. So it's a pretty special day. So yeah, I'm gonna kind of take over. I'm not really gonna take over. I think me and Alicia just kind of. Uh, relate on a different level than Kelsey and I do like when Kelsey told me about you I was like oh my god I need to meet this chick and I need to pry every information she has in her brain out of her (laughs) Um, but yeah no I'm super excited to meet you and get to know you a little bit and hear some of your knowledge with your life stories right so I'm going to kind of hand it over to you like let us know who you are 
where you're from, what's your family, just give us a lowdown, love lowdown. All right, so um, thanks guys. So I'm from Timmins. Um, I live in South Porcupine with my family. So my husband is Brian, a computer technician with Ontario Health um, here in Timmins. Uh, I do have a nine-year-old boy, Rain, um, who's like the most lo lovable, snuggliest kid that I ever known. So he does have ADHD and also a learning disability. So uh, most of our time has been spent on getting him the resources he needs. Uh, I also have a dog, uh, Rambo, <laughs> who is uh, part Shih Tzu, Bulldog, and Boston Terrier. The calmest dog. I mean, we travel to my parents in Barry, and he sleeps the whole seven hours. That's Aww. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have to worry. Like, we'll take him out and let him do his business there, like in North Bay. But other than that, like, you don't He's anything. like... Yeah, he's I'm like, good. let me go back to bed. Yeah. I'm with my humans. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rain sits in the back with him, and they snuggle and sleep. And oh, that's perfect. <sighs> no, that's awesome. And I find like my brother has autism. He's on the autism spectrum, and I find my mom just recently got a dog. Her name's Molly. I don't even know what she is, but she's got like real hair, hypoallergenic. Yeah, I find dog. that. Um, but having the dog with Riley was like huge for his, oh yeah, huge for his emotional, like self-worth. Like he yeah. felt like now I have a friend because he, everybody at school was, it's he's always bullied because he's different or he's always bullied because he's not in the same classes or he needs somebody to help him, right? So, and I think that's kind of where you and I are going to get into some stuff because I think Rain and Riley are a little bit of the same, but a little bit different too yeah yeah no for sure i know like so with rain and even just getting like the adhd diagnosis was quite a struggle yeah exactly ah. like they kept telling us oh don't worry about it like he's a boy oh, don't worry. exactly he'll grow out of it he'll yeah. grow out of it mm -hmm. yeah so i think it, it's probably been two years max that we have gotten that diagnosis since yeah. like you like at two yeah, that's the same thing with Riley. It was like, I think my mom said around two or three, she started noticing, okay, something's off. He's a little bit slower. Like he's not talking. He's not, you know what I mean? And and it was the same thing, yeah, around the corner, around the corner. And then they find out it's not really actually autism. He has part of his brain that's not developed. Well, why didn't yeah. nobody find this out before? Like, And so I, like, this is something that I could actually add to is, um, my, you guys, I refer him as my sperm donor for my daughter. He does not get the the credit for being a father. Um, he had like, and he still deals with extremely bad ADHD and my daughter's now three, almost three and a half. And I'm starting to Notice worry a little, her. she mm -hmm. is her speech delay. Like she's very smart. Like she knows, like, if I say nose, go get a diaper, go get this, go get that but her speech delay is very, very delayed. She just has no ambition. So either she's just lazy or what? How old is she? She turned three in January. Give her time. My and girlfriend's son was very nonverbal, didn't make any sense um, from the age of three to almost five. And then it was yeah. like, boom, it was having a conversation. And that's what I heard. So that's why I've been kind of like, mm, not a big deal because I, a speech delay is a thing. And, um, again, she, 
like still talks, like she can still say single words, but she just can't do sentences. I can yeah. see she's trying to, cause the last two weeks she's been struggling so hard. I would maybe book her in to see like a speech and language pathologist. Well, and that's, but I live in a very small town, so we don't have any do it over Zoom. And that's what we're going to probably have to do. It's yeah. just, so this is what, like the speech is just one thing, but her attention span and like, she's very, I'm starting to notice. And again, it's hard for me to tell the difference between just a child. Like she's a toddler. Yes. She's um, angry when she can't complete something. She said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, she'll like, she started, like, she'll start hitting herself. Like she just gets really angry. She's very emotional, which it's hard to, because I'm in a very emotional person. So maybe that, but I'm just starting to see, and I'm starting to notice things a little bit more and more. And before you guys carry on, it's just, it scares me for that. Cause as a mom, all you want is fucking answers. Like 100%. And it gives me chills and it almost makes me emotional thinking about it because I want to do everything in my fucking power to be able to get her the help right away. And it just, I could not imagine that runaround from a fucking doctor or anybody. The best advice I can give you through that process is be a fucking bitch and be fucking pushy. You got to be an advocate. Fucking pushy. I mean, Mm -hmm. if that doctor's office doesn't call you back when they say you call them back, you call them four times that fucking day until they get you what you need. Like, don't stand back and let them push you around because that's when they beat you around the bush. When you start pushing back, all of a sudden your answers come along. Like, even with Rain, like, we went to the pediatrician and we have to get the teacher to fill out all the paperwork about how he is in school and stuff. So, I mean, we did it twice. One teacher put that he is excellent in school there was no issues and then the other teacher had wrote like yeah he got some inattention and but he doesn't get himself in trouble he has no behavioral issues the problem what i've been always telling them is that he holds it all in he does not want to get in trouble at school so when he comes home he locks everything out yeah that's where we see everything and because home is safe for him it's it's okay for him to like expel everything right so yeah that was a struggle for us because they said like he's not showing anything at school so he must not have any and let me say that is the most fucked up way to go is saying okay we will maybe take your consideration that your own child might have this but let's get some teachers involved we're the ones that spend 24 oh, fucking yeah. hours. We with don't our believe kid. you. We need somebody else to tell us. Like, yeah. Yep. Mind blowing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could have diagnosed him when he was two. Yeah. yeah. And, like we like they waited until he was seven, right? So I mean, that whole time, I mean, he could have gotten the help that he needed and you know, helping him at school and to really like school. Yeah, because that's the thing. When they're at school and they find it like even with my brother, I find when they get that EA that they click with and help actually feels like there's a relationship and that that person's helping them, the, like the amount that they start to excel in school is like astonishing. You're like, yeah. Oh my God, who is this yeah. kid? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so Rain has no help at school at all whatsoever. That's so, ridiculous. Yeah. And now like, so now he has a learning disability with impairment in reading and writing. So even though he has an IEP, they don't really follow anything. They don't give him the extra help that he needs. He doesn't get a resource teacher to really. And is that because you're in a small town? 
No, so they keep telling us they just don't have to use so That's so bullshit. Like, because if they have a child in their school with learning disability, the government should be able to give them the support they need to support that child. Well, and that's and that's just it. And I said, like, so he's in grade three, but we've really been struggling since he hit grade one. Like we knew there was there was, there was something. something. Yeah. He wasn't where it should be and couldn't write. So and like I mean it was it was back and forth to try and get some help. And I said, like, I need to get him a staff. Like he needs he, we really need to know what we're dealing with. So we went to the family doctor to see a psychologist and we just got the call November of 2020. So he's only been diagnosed since December. But now oh, that we yeah. have that and we have like the report and everything, he still doesn't get like the services that he needs. So now we have to like source out these resources like out of our own pocket, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, he sees a speech and language, not so much for how to talk, because I mean, he talks amazing, but more for decoding his word, like sleeping habits and to really further develop his social skills. So, I mean, yeah. out of all of that, I mean, the school hasn't really come up with anything for us, right? So, and now with COVID and now everything going online, then I worry that he's just going to fall behind again. Especially if you have like an underlying condition. So I I have like stomach issues, digestion issues. Like, well, that's a COVID symptom. You, you should go get tested now. And it's like, okay, but this is an everyday, everyday thing for me. It's not just like once in a blue moon, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to get tested. <laughs> no. Taylor, what did I say last podcast? You are guilty and proof, or what is you're it? Guilty before you're innocent. Yeah. 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 It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I like, was like, and you, I don't know. I hate it. Especially like you guys. Well, I'm like, did you hear what happened in Ontario? Oh, yeah, you don't even want to know what's happening in Ontario. Oh my it's- God. They put checkpoints at your borders? Yeah. What? Like, not even crazy. that. You leave your house now, and a and the cop has the every right to pull you over at this point. That's insane. That's what my mom was saying. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And I mean, they were shutting down playgrounds, and now they're open again. Yeah, no, it, it literally, whenever we wake up on Facebook, it's like, what did Ford ground us from, and what did he allow us to do at this point? Yeah. Every day is a fucking different day. So you brought up like you have like digestive and issues and stuff like that, right? Um, does that stem back from? your eating disorder like tell us a little bit about that and your story with that so I think so like my eating disorder was like when I was in elementary school so we lived with like my dad's parents so they they lived upstairs it was an apartment um so being the they were from Finland and all that background of like you gotta eat meat meat and then if you don't have what they if they, if you don't eat what they cook you, then they take it as an insult, right? Yes. So my whole life growing up, it was like, eat, eat, eat. You didn't eat enough. Like, let's eat some more. So it all, like, it, it eventually gave you a complex, right? Like, I was never good yeah. enough. And I was always too mm-hmm. fat. Or then if I lost weight, I was too skinny. <clears> so then eat some more. So, and then, I mean, I, I was bullied. Like, you couldn't believe in elementary school. And that just, that was enough. So I ended up losing weight so really disordered eating and orthorexia which is like I would only eat healthy food and disordered eating was I had like such a um like fluctuations in weight I was always seeking out the next diet uh to help me lose like that fast weight 
And then it went all through high school. I had, I got treatment uh, once at an outpatient. And then, so I kind of like dabbled back and forth in it, even when I was away at school. So it was never like I was completely out of it. Um, And then last last year when COVID hit again, it kind of hit like another slump because you're always at home. You got nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you ended up gaining a little bit of weight and then, like the whole thought process came back again. Um, So I I think that's one thing that people don't understand with eating disorders. Like that's another point where we could relate, like same with me all. It didn't really, it wasn't really elementary school for me. It was more so like grade nine and on. And then even into my early twenties, like just recently, I feel like I've really got a handle on it, but um, people don't realize that when like for you and I, we're, we're so skinny that sometimes you look really sick and people are just like, well, just eat. And you're like, you don't understand. I can't just eat. Like it's not, it's in my fucking head and I need fucking help right now. Like, just get over it. Just get over it. You don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like you say, you went like diets, diets, diets. And for me, mine was bad like when I was in high school I smoked so much weed with my ex-boyfriend at the time and like so literally I would smoke cigarettes drink coffee smoke weed and eat nothing nothing and I mean nothing like and your weed was probably crutching that hunk like I mean that's I didn't feel hungry I never yeah. and that's the thing people are like you forget to eat what and I'm like I literally just forget to eat <laughs> I don't know what to tell you but I do you know what I mean and yep. In my early 20s, um, I lost a baby, right? So then I felt like, I don't know, it just put me into another slump, right? And then I lost another baby. And then I went into another slump. And it was like, I was shedding weight again. I wasn't smoking weed like I had used to, but I was drinking coffee and eating nothing, right? Mm. Like It's just, it's those big, like... um, The big downers. Yeah, exactly like huge that triggers it yeah yeah you get into that slump and then the thought process comes back and then you're so you feel like everything around you is going wrong because there's something wrong with you so you're like look in the mirror and be like oh my I must I must be too fat or I'm not good enough and that was it for me I'm like maybe I'm too fat and that's why these babies aren't surviving maybe you know or maybe I'm not eating the right thing so then you get like this addiction in your mind, like you're a fucking yep. crackhead to only eating nutritious foods to grow a baby. You know what yep. I mean? And, you're like, and I want to, I want to add something um, from my point of view is everyone I, and I'm sure there is a lot of you that have a mental illness, anxiety, and depression. Um, can you imagine, like I have severe anxiety and depression. I wake up and I'm telling you, it is the most frustrating thing to live with when I, it's not a fucking switch I could turn off. It is a constant battle in my fucking head that will make me sit there and ju- it just cripples me. It like, oh, 100%. I can't even explain if you do not have anxiety or depression, literally you are so you lucky. don't understand either. No. You don't. And I get that. Like my husband is, he has anxiety, but it's, it's very different. Like it's not, Oh yeah. he doesn't understand how people can get so low that. 
they starve themselves or they get so low that they want to kill themselves. He's like, I don't fucking understand it. Right. That's where I was going with it is I want everyone to take two minutes and share this with someone because for the people again, that have those crippling moments where your anxiety and depression are bad. Can you imagine people that have these eating disorders, suicidal, any kind of fucking crazy thought in their head? Like, Mm -hmm. because when, thankfully when I get to that crippling moment, it's literally just me shutting down. I don't, I don't, I don't eat, but it's like, I'll just, it's not really an eating disorder. It's just because my anxiety is bad. Well, you get, Um, you're just like in a a state of like having a full on anxiety attack and it lasts for so long. Yeah. Whereas Alicia and I, it's like an eating disorder that. That goes for 14 months. It hurts me knowing there's people in this world that could judge someone because of their mental health, their addiction to something like, let's just stop and fucking help people. Like right now us three could be sitting here and anyone that's listening and they're like, oh yeah, like I'm there for my friends. And I, I am like, I support anxiety and shit like that. Do you though? Do you? Like, do, do you, you, are you mm-hmm. actually there? Are you? Because yeah, sometimes that's all we need is somebody just to be like, sup, I'm here. Yeah. What do and you don't, need? and don't say like, so my fiance, he does not know what anxiety and depression is and something it's been a learning process is we don't expect everybody to understand everybody's story. We're not, we don't expect that, but fucking listen, just listen. Don't say oh, well, just get over it. Like, it'll be better tomorrow. Just yeah, fucking just, yeah. So, like, last year, I seeked out, like, a psychotherapist who really specializes in, like, eating disorders. So she she had gone through it herself. So she has all that... Knowledge. Like, knowledge, exactly. Whereas when I did it here in Timmins and worked with, like, the person from the eating disorder, I mean, they didn't go through it themselves, right? So they really didn't know what you were thinking no. or how you were processing everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're reading it from a textbook, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say is like, it's just a basic open the book, follow the guidelines. Like, no, I want someone, you don't don't, fit it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I found, Mm -hmm. I found that was easier to work with someone who had that knowledge. And then I Mm -hmm. also found a dietitian who specializes in intuitive eating. So we went through that. That's good. Yeah, that yeah. whole great phase and stuff. So I'm pretty much at a at a place where I'm like, I'm okay with food now. Like I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm there too. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm like. And to the point where you're like, yeah. yes, I am yeah. proud of me. I mean, again, yeah. I don't want to get off topic, but um this will be our next podcast where I talk about beach body, but this doesn't have to do with or I'm not gonna go into the food part is like I really focused on if I ate, well, actually everybody does. You eat a fucking piece of cake and you feel awful about it. You mm-hmm. crave something, you freaking have a bad relationship with it. And she has taught me that if you want a fucking piece of cake, you want a piece, a of cake. piece of cake. Learn in your head yeah. to make it a good thing, a healthy mm-hmm. habit. I could have that piece of cake. That's it. But just get out. Like, don't have 10 mm-hmm. pieces. Learn to make a healthy habit with it. Yeah, yeah. have one so. piece and really fucking enjoy it. Yeah, and if you're craving it, then have it and move on, right? Because I mean, yeah. you need that taste of whatever you're craving. And then for me, I'm satisfied then. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and, and then you're happy all around. Because yeah. then if you yeah. if you don't eat it, you're going to be super fucking bummed because you're starving mm-hmm. or you 
get, you're watching your husband eat the cake. Mm-hmm. Or if you, or if you didn't have a healthy relationship with food, you would eat it, but then you would sit there after and feel like you need to puke it all up or go for a 4k walk. Like, exactly. And that's that is, for me too. Like when I was up in Fort Mac, I turned like my eating disorder into turning myself into this jacked fucking ripped ass woman. I don't know what I was doing, but anyways, <laughs> I what if you can see it, honestly, I'm going to put a picture up on my Instagram for all of my followers to see of what I used to look like when I was jacked. It was disgusting. Jack attack. I mean, like, and that's, that's the thing. And then I would only eat this portioned out meal that my trainer gave me from gym nation. Yeah, it's just, it's a tough thing. And like, I mean, for me too, it was like, I always went to the gym, but it was always mm-hmm. like, I'm going to stay for an hour. But then when I got there, it was like, oh, maybe another hour. And mm-hmm. then it ended up being like, I was there for like half the day. Right. Cause it was like, oh, yeah. I didn't Girl, know. I would show up at the gym at 5.00 AM. Every single day. And I would be there until almost 930. Um, We are going to dive into one of our last topics that is super important um, that I'm learning that Taylor has introduced. Actually, it's not that she introduced it to me, but um, that we're doing as well with backcountry riding. So I work for the Anti-Hunger Coalition in Timmins, which is a local nonprofit uh, charity. Um, so I work as their program coordinator for one of the programs called the Good Food Box Program, which um, we deliver like boxes of fruits and veggies once a month to people that like um, like register for the program. Um, so we do, we have two different sizes. So we have a, a large that uh, is twenty dollars and a small that's twelve. So they can decide like based on the size of their family which one would uh, be best for them. Um, and then we also, uh, like we also sponsor like business businesses in the community as well. We give them boxes, uh, per month as well. If we have the funding, uh, just so they can distribute to their clients as well that either can afford it or, you know, we want to try and get healthy, affordable produce to everyone that we can. That's really awesome. So the majority of the people that come and buy your, like the vegetables and the produce, are they people that can afford? forward it's mainly like so we put it up on facebook on our like facebook page so the first thursday of the month you have to register so whether it can be anybody so you know people that want to spend the 20 dollars on say a large box can register for the ones that call saying that like i really can't afford the box but i want to i want to get then we do have some funding and if you have any available then you could sponsor them um a box Okay. Then, cool. So if you do, yeah. sometimes we do it monthly. Sometimes we'll uh, sponsor them for three months, all depending on uh, the funding that we have. Yeah. So how did this all come about? Like, how so, long has this been around for? So ACT, which is the Anti Hunger Coalition, it was established in 2007, um, and then it became a registered charity in 2009. Uh, with okay. the goal of developing creative, coordinated responses to barriers such as low income, um, inaccessibility to land, transportation, and especially the gaps in the knowledge um, or experience that make it difficult to pe- for people to meet their basic needs for healthy foods. We're a good food organization, which is recognized by the Community Food Centers Canada. And so we have like three three main programs that we that we do. So 
um, community cooking, community gardens, and then the Good Food Box program as well that we offer. We are um, trying to get a mobile food market launched. So this market is like a pop-up style produce market where um, we'll access wholesale prices from grocers and farmers. And then those prices we pay for the produce, we share with the individuals that access our market. So it's like a little grocery store. Um, so like in places like Porcupine and South Porcupine, where we have no grocery store, we're trying to set this market up. So like everyone can come that to the market and awesome. buy, buy their produce, right? So that's awesome. They don't have to travel like all the way to Timmins where I mean, prices are more expensive. Mm-hmm. And even me, like I find it expensive, right? Like, like yeah. the partnerships that we've created in the community, like, um, the different communities that I'm involved in now, it's just like making that difference, right? Like my coworkers are great, like supportive and understanding. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's just like making that difference in the community and just helping people when they have no other help, right? Well, I think we covered basically everything. Super Um, happy with this podcast because again, helping charity, mental health, is like something I could sit there and talk about so much talking about my story, but also hearing other people's story. Yeah. And making people feel like, dude, you're not alone. We've been through some shit too. And we have people that are going to be on here that they've been through some shit too. And I don't know about you guys listening, but for me, when I listen to a podcast, I want to relate to it. Me too. Like, what the fuck I thought I was the only one who thought those crazy things no you're not alone like everybody thinks them and we're just here to make you aware that dude you're not alone yeah we're here to walk with you and if you got to this point in the podcast and if you have a story please send us a message on our Instagram I would love to be able to reach out like and meeting some of you like that's why I started my company is to meet people like mm-hmm. and connect with people. So please, if you've got this far and if you ever need someone to reach out to reach out Taylor to and I, yeah. my we'll like the podcast, we are here to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am. Yeah, We're also here to share stories and make everybody feel that. Hey, I'm not, not nuts. I'm not unworthy. Like you are so worthy. We love yeah. you. We don't even know you, but we but love you. But I just you. want to say a huge thank to Alicia for coming on. Um, yes. And thank you for fucking listening to our podcast in the first place. Um, because, I mean, it is so awesome hearing our friends message us and say, hey, like, you're doing this. You're killing it, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you for coming on here and sharing this stuff. All right. So let's end it here. Thank you for listening to episode three and we will see you in episode four. Bye. Bye.